Welcome to the Courageous Entrepreneur Show. This is the show that shares information and inspiration to help you break free from self-doubt, fear, and disempowering patterns and break through to create the successful, thriving business you dream of and deserve. I'm your host, Winnie Anderson. I interview entrepreneurs who have overcome amazing challenges to create success on their terms and experts who share information and practical strategies that can help you get past your blocks and move forward with courage, confidence, and clarity. The show is available in both video and audio formats on a variety of platforms, including iTunes and YouTube, as well as my website at winnieanderson.com. You know, there's a saying that self-employment is the most powerful and expensive self-development program that you'll ever go through. The reason is you come face-to-face -face with your own crap, stuff you never even knew you had. Suddenly problems and issues that you really never realized that you had or that you had thought you dealt with come bubbling to the surface and can actively hold you back. People who were former executives making multi-six figures with more degrees and certifications than a thermometer can suddenly, make, can suddenly believe that they're stupid and that they're not good enough. I once talked to a doctor, an eye doctor, who told me she was stupid. She believed she was stupid because she didn't know what copy, what words to put on her website. Now, how could she possibly know that? It's not like she's a marketing expert. She had never taken a course in marketing. How could she possibly know what to put on her website? And yet, she just expected that she would be able to do that. I'll bet you tell yourself stories similar to that one. Maybe it's, I can't charge the amount that you want to, or maybe no one will work with me, or just plain, I'm not good enough, or I'm not as good as fill in the blank. Well, we've all got these kinds of things that we say to ourselves, and we truly believe them, and they can end up keeping us trapped right where we are. I know I've got lots of stories that I tell myself too. Well, what if you could suddenly become the courageous action taker that you dream of? What if the past hurts and indignities that you've experienced and that you've suffered no longer had a hold over you? Well, today's episode is going to challenge you to really listen to and confront your thoughts. Grace Bell of workwithgrace.com spent decades believing that there was something wrong with her, that there was something missing, that she just could not access and that she needed to find and get. She believed what she wanted was somewhere out there. And while eventually she became a trained mental health counselor and she had a husband, she had two toddlers, two young children, and she had a part-time practice, she was faced with an unexpected divorce and the realization that she suddenly needed a full-time income to support herself, keep her house, and care for her kids. You're going to hear her story and how she managed to build a profitable, thriving practice and now helps others 
move past their fears, doubts, and disempowering beliefs using something called the work. This episode will challenge you to confront your own beliefs and how those beliefs may be holding you back. It will share four questions that you can ask yourself to begin to confront those beliefs. And we're going to demonstrate a mini session of Grace doing the work with me. So hopefully you'll be inspired to let go of the disempowering thoughts and patterns that can control you, and leave you trapped in emotions that don't serve you. And you can then use this information to break free, to create the abundant life that you want and deserve. As always, stay with us till the end, and I'll share your reflection exercise and action step for this episode. All right, so welcome, Grace. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you. Let's just jump right in, because I know your time is, is very valuable, and so is everybody who's listening today. Um, I want to jump right in by going right to your story, because it's riveting, <laughs> frankly. So I know you're a successful coach, but you weren't always you know, doing as well as you are now. You experienced what I'm going to call wandering, let's just put right and <laughs> yes, right there with your sister. So let's let's just take folks through that the abbreviated version of your your wandering because I think it is it's just so relatable. Oh uh, yeah, my goodness, and uh, wandering and plunging to the depths, I would say in some yeah, ways, yeah. Um, which many people have had a very stressful experience around. You know, do I even do this anymore or not, or what am I doing? Um, and I just, when it, when it came to working with this in my career um, as a profession, um, I had already been trained as a mental health counselor. And um, so part-time, small kids at home, married for 10 years at the time or so, um, only began by having an office one night a week and having about three clients a week. And that was just perfect for a while, you know, till kids are in, in kindergarten and underway. And then an unexpected divorce. <laughs> um, and I uh, kind of almost all at the same time, I went to, I, I discovered the work of Byron Katie by reading Loving What Is. I understood some ideas about mindset and that I didn't have a good one <laughs> in many ways. And I went off to her school for the work, um, you built up towards that, you know, went to the school for the work. And um, upon return, my um, husband at the time said, sounds like you've had an amazing experience. I love hearing that you've learned this. And this is, maybe this is a good time to tell you I've been wanting to leave the marriage. <laughs> and I was like, oh, now I get to really do the work. You know, because it's all about stress and surprises and what we're afraid of. And so it was like the rubber meeting the road. Now it's in action. You know, yeah. And I will, the, the, the plunge down into, um, with my business is I had to then work, you know, start to increase my practice. The best option I had for me was using my master's degree and the little experience I had doing mental health counseling and start to take off and build that as a private practice. And it was very difficult at first, yeah. very difficult. Didn't know anything about business. 
Now, and you know what? I think that's an interesting point. And, and I'm going to put it in air quotes. You didn't know anything about business. There are those of us who come from a corporate background who know about business, right? We've got business degrees. And there's something unusual about it's now you. And there's no army of departments and employees yeah. behind you. There's no support. You've got to do everything yourself. So I don't, I don't care if you've got official business training or not official, official business training. There's just something extra challenging yeah. about marketing yourself, creating your own offers, and putting yourself out there in a powerful and compelling way. So I so think cool. that alone is something that we can all relate to. But I know even before you got your degree, there was some wandering there, wasn't there? I remember we were talking about how you, you tried a lot of different, I'm, I'm, we're going to call them modalities, to, to kind of find yourself. Oh, yes. My goodness. I mean, I, I was in the last EST seminar that was offered in Seattle area right. long ago in the 80s. And for um, those who don't know what EST is, yeah. you want to share that? Yeah, um, quite the, you know, movement like there are in these days right. out of California, you know, kind of a personal growth, intensive immersion mm -hmm. retreat to change your mind and your perspective and your right attitude and find your enthusiasm and create possibility for yourself in your life. It later became, um, as I understand, the forum that's offered now um, out there. But, you know, so many things like that. It's like I did that and, um, and, and another thing called context training and therapy and uh, primal beat the pillows therapy yep. and, you know, drama therapy. Yep. You, you know, going everywhere to kind of like, God, it's got to be someplace, Course in Miracles studies and all, I mean, many things that are brilliant, you know, yeah, yeah. funny, I wouldn't stay on one for a lot, for very long. And okay, I need something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that. So, so you were, you had this sense that things were not working. Yeah. Right. Things were not working. You were not happy. You weren't able to achieve what you thought you wanted to achieve yeah. and you were really looking outside of yourself for the answer and how to do that. Yeah. Right? And I had this strange, it's like, I, I wanted to, I thought it was outside there somewhere. It's not here. Right. And I also had it simultaneously, which I hear a lot from people when I work with them that, well, if I could just fix myself, if I just fix, there's something missing about me. Right. There's something missing in here. And it's out there somewhere. I got to go find it. I got to go find it. Yeah. And, but if I fix myself, then I'll, you know, because like I should be appreciative. I've got all, you know, I live in this amazing place. I have lots of opportunity, whatever, like sort of this funny attitude, a relationship with the self, that it's something's missing, not quite right, not enough, need more information. Right. Kind of an incessant pull to find that. And it's just not, not enough here. So you then found... Byron Katie's book, Loving What Is. I do. do you want to talk a little bit about that book and, and, and Katie's message? Yeah. So there it was on the pile of um, bookstores, and it was when you still went to a bookstore a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Why I love going, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, so it was 2003 or so. I think it came out in paperback. You know, I waited mm -hmm. 
But I had all those kinds of books piled by my bed and on my shelf, you know, things that help you, help you change your mind, you know, self-help books, right? And then I read it and was, you know, moved, um, but I didn't necessarily, I tried to sit down and do this modality, do the work, which sounded simple. Mm -hmm. Yes. A little, you know, simple but not easy. And it was sitting on my couch and, you know, these four questions are how you, you identify concepts or ways you're seeing the world and then ask four questions and turn what you're thinking around. And uh, the first question is, is it true? And I just, you know, was sitting with something. It was very, very simple. I laugh about it because I find somebody who you find irritating. You know, that's the suggestion, the invitation. Right. Find somebody, you know, well, my neighbor is kind of annoying. You know, you could write this judge your neighbor worksheet as it said judge your neighbor right. on the top. And I picked my neighbor, you know, <laughs> and um, she's kind of irritating. She's always calling, you know, too often. So she's calling too often. And then the first question is, is it true? And it's kind of like, yeah, of course it's true. I mean, I almost didn't even really understand. Like, how can I, you know, how the, what is that question? <laughs> right. Right. So, um, but I felt like I needed, I wanted to find out more. I really wanted to find out more. I was really intrigued because as I read through the book, Katie, Byron Katie, um, everyone knows her as Katie, has different um, scripts of her working with others and the buildup of situations. I mean, people are looking at, you know, tr tr very traumatic life experiences. And I thought, oh. She's talking about being able to question everything and anything that's ever happened that has frightened you, just yes. terrified you out of your mind, yes. you know, or when it really feels like something changed and your life took a left turn and it never went the other, that way again, you know, yep. so, uh, as I read through and realized she's talking about everything, I thought, well, I don't even really understand exactly how to apply this to these kinds of situations. That's really big. So I went to go for nine days and sit in that and do all the exercises and do the work. Yeah. And that's how I really kind of went, oh. Yeah. Yes. So this, this issue really comes down to challenging your own thoughts and beliefs. And I agree with you. That question, is it true? You're almost like, well, what are you, stupid? Yeah. But, but when you really start to challenge your beliefs, and, and we all know the, the statement, Perception is reality, right? So you're you're confronting yourself with, do you know for a fact this is really genuinely true, or is it your interpretation of what you are saying or experiencing? And the thing that I thought was really powerful from my exposure to the work is that it really asks you to confront your own belief system and how did I even get this belief? Oh, I. It's, it's so amazing. And so you realize if I really get to answer that question, because that's what I love about the work is it's you, only you have the answers. There's right. no Byron Katie or anyone else. There's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. You're just sitting there with true, true. And how would I know if this was true or not? And yeah, what happened when I was a kid or who, what else do I remember? Where did I gather these, you know, right. this information? And, and there are things that really do feel true. Right? They create these emotional sensations inside of ourselves, this feeling in the pit of our stomach, our throat constricts. So 
why, how can I have these reactions if it's not true? It really does feel true. So yeah. let's just let's just toss an example out here and take somebody kind of through the work. So you have somebody who believes, and here's one I'll pick. Somebody just told me this recently. So I can't speak in front of large groups. Such a good one. I can't do it. I, right. I can't speak in front of large groups. So let's just walk through, and I'll play her. So yeah. I'll try and come up with some yeah. answers she might say. So good. All right. So that question, first question, and I'd be asking you if, you if you were a client, you know, if you were looking at this, to hold the situation in mind of getting right in front of, up in front of a, a large group and having the worst disaster happen or, you know, the feelings in your body of nervousness, and I cannot, the belief, I cannot speak in front of large groups. Right. All right. Is that true? That's the first question. Is that true? And so you get to sit and see. Is it true? I cannot speak in front of large groups. Well, it it feels true mm -hmm. because it's scary. Uh-huh. And if your experience has been that you freeze and you actually don't talk, it might seem like that's really good evidence, the proof that it's true. So uh, people will often ask in stress, these stressful situations, they'll answer, yes, seems true. That's why I love there's a second, it's the only one that kind of double check. Right. Second question, can you absolutely know that it's true? Beyond a shadow of a doubt, for all time, so I guess if somebody held a gun to my head, I, you know, theoretically I could do it, right? Yeah. Um, You're able to speak. You have voice. You have a voice box. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I can't imagine being so paralyzed that I wouldn't be able to hit something. Yeah. Good to see, even if it's a little tiny crack of, and it's okay if the second answer is yes, also. But it sounds like in this case it's a no. I can't absolutely know for all time I cannot speak in front of a large group. So third question is, how do you react when you believe this thought? When this is really going in, I can't speak in front of a group and you're right on stage. I I tell you what, I become dismissive. I don't want to even talk about it or think about it. And I'm like, next subject, I just don't even want, and I can com probably even feel in my body the adrenaline and the tension of, oh my gosh, don't make me do this. So good to see, you know, just like huge break, and you might even like make, you know, plan so that you do everything else in your life, but you make sure you're never in front of a large group. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So fourth question. Who would you be without this story? Who would you be without this thought? I would be up on stage and I would be telling people and I would be powerful and helping more people probably. And my time would probably be better used. So, geez, maybe I'd even make more money if people saw me as the expert and, and said, hey, tell me more and what else? What do you got? kind of thing. Yeah. And just imagine having that feel, even if you've had these really uncomfortable 
disaster situations that we'll call them, you know, like, oh, I got up in front of a group and I didn't say anything and it was terrible. Um, you know, you can still, if they didn't believe that it's impossible for me to speak in front of a group, I cannot do it. I'm unable. I didn't have that at all. I might still, you know, be a little rusty at first or like a toddler learning to walk, you know, and kind of, but I try, you know, I do it. And just like you described, you know, I do, I'd be up there doing it. Right. Right. I go for it. Yeah. That's, I think that's a great example. And I hope that helped people because it's just a real quick. Yes. You do have to remember to turn it around too at the end. I can. I am able. That's, that's right. Yeah. So I am. So yes, I did. And I cut you off before the turnaround. So then the turnaround becomes your new script for yourself, yes. right? I am able to speak in front of large groups. So it yes. doesn't have to be like, I am speaking in front of an audience of 5,000. It's just that I am able to speak in yes. front of large groups. Yeah. From, I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. And you even find, you know, genuine examples of how this turnaround is just as true as the other one in this world of duality and opposites. You know, you just find genuine. Right. Even if it's something like, I was born with a voice that works. I can talk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can control myself in a way that does not visibly shake in front of other people. The thing that I really find interesting, and I don't know if this is a combination of the fact that, you know, I'm an old corporate manager and an HR person and, and a wordsmith and a, a frustrated psychologist and detective, but I, I can identify, you know, words and labels that I put on myself. Right. So when when I used to have a, a belief similar to this and I, I've been speaking in front of small and large groups for a long time. But that first time I was going to speak in front of a group of 500. Right. So I had some similar like that's a large group. Right. But it's how do you define large? Because somebody who's never spoken before to any group might think that speaking in front of a Kiwanis lunch group, right? Like, yeah. what's there, 30 people? Maybe that's large to them. Yeah, right, right. Where somebody else, and, and, and but maybe large to them is 500 people, and they're thinking, you know, they've never spoken in front of the Kiwanis, but they're automatically going, I'm going to speak on a big stage with 500 people or more in the audience. Yes. You know, so, yeah, yeah I, think, I, I, think, I think what's really powerful is that it, it does, it forces you to confront your thoughts, your beliefs, and your statements, and that how's it contributing to you positively moving forward or not? And I just love that fourth question, who would you be without that thought? Who would you be without that story? It allows your mind, which is incredibly creative and very imaginative, to be doing that for something supportive rather than yes. creating terrifying images in your mind. Yeah, yeah. So now let's talk a little bit about this issue of, so you recognized that you, that this story was powerful and that this might be a way for you to help yourself, right? Yes, yes, okay. absolutely. So I just found by sitting and doing the work, beginning to actually do the work and understanding, oh, I get it. Like I'm really using my own mind to see who I'd be without this thought, one thought mm -hmm. at a time. Um, 
And boy, I mean, you can feel the ones that are really, really strong, you know, saying, don't go there. Oh, my God. No, you can't. And uh, it was really um, an incredible experience to know I needed to build my practice to, you know, go into business with more, much greater confidence and find all those. I mean, I have all those thoughts that a new business person has, you know, I can't make enough money. I'm not going to make the mortgage. No one will pay me. Yeah, no one will pay me. I can't ask when somebody says, how much do you charge? I can't say the thing back. Right. You know, right. why not? It was like sort of studying it yeah. and identifying the thoughts and then doing the work on them. And it's not to do just trick and like one interesting thing is jumping to positive thinking. Right. It's it doesn't work, you know, and people then feel like more like failures sometimes because they're not, I know I should be positive, but you have to really study the underworld negativity that you've got running, the fears that you've got running to, right. to address them, you know, that's yeah. what I found. Yeah, yeah I, I have found it very, very powerful as well because for all those reasons. It's really confronting the crap that you've got stored in your head. Yes. And it helps you to unpack that and go, I really, I'm, that's not really me. Yeah. That, somebody else got that into yeah. my head and I've been carrying it around with me. So it felt yeah. like it was me, but it's really not me. Yeah. I love how there's, Byron Katie will say there are no new thoughts. There really <laughs> are just passed along. Like you're not the inventor of this scary thought. You know, you're just having it. Right. <laughs> and, right. um, you know, it's just so... It's so great to be able to um, actually look, instead of thinking, like some, I used to before the work, I would think, oh, don't think that. Don't think that, you know, don't be right. nervous, you know, kind of pull yourself together. And that's a lot of energy and stress to do that. And it's what's fun about the work. I mean, it really is, it's confrontive, but it's become, starts to be humorous almost, is that you are actually looking at the thing, your worst case scenario, and like, we're going into that. We're taking a look at that real yeah. deeply. Yeah, and I don't know who is the originator of this quote. I've heard it attributed to Shakespeare and, and so many other people that it's not what happens to us. It's our thoughts that make them so. And I think that's really the root and the heart of what Katie, yes. her, her message is. Yeah. Yet horrible things happen to people. I will not in any way say, oh, that was nothing. We've yeah. all experienced horrible things, and this is not a trauma contest. Yes. Right? Yeah. If you've had something that you think is bad happen to you, then it was bad that it happened to you, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. But it's, it's in the past. And I think that one of the things, and I've had a couple of, of other guests talk about this very subject, we're faced with a choice. We can either stay in this bad place where this bad stuff happened to us and play it over and over and over and over again, or we can try to find the positive. We not try, do. We can find the positive because, as you said, the, the world was built in balance. So yeah. there must be some kind of positive if this bad thing happened. Yeah. Every, you know, you're right. Everybody's had these very traumatic, difficult things that have happened. It's part of life. And anyone can do it right now. If you just imagine something that you've experienced that has been really painful, 
can you find one thing that has come out of it exactly. that has been favorable? Even the smallest, tiny example. It doesn't mean overall you right. wouldn't wish it to go another way, but one example, it's, it's like that, you know, kind of things always, they're never pure black and white. Right. Never like that. Yeah, I'll give I'll give a great example that I've used before. So I was in a, a terrible car accident in 1999, and about six months prior, maybe seven months prior, I had graduated in grad school, and I graduated in the top 10% of the entire graduating class, all of the schools combined. And I so I went from being certifiably smart to I couldn't tie my shoes. I literally would put my foot in the shoe and go, all right, now I know I must have known how to tie my shoes, but I can't, I don't know how to tie my shoes. So I, I could have easily stayed in the, oh my God, I can't tie my shoes. And the doctors all told me, this is it. You're never gonna get any better. Wow. I, do, I do more than tie my shoes today. Yeah, it, you know, and 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 I can genuinely say, the accident was the biggest gift I was ever given. Isn't that something? I can identify. I'm a better instructor because yeah. I had to relearn how to learn. Just incredible. So, did that happen the day after the accident? No, it didn't. It didn't happen the day I couldn't figure out how to tie my shoes either. But it happened, and that it's the thinking process that was part of it yes, yes the, the help from the doctors helped but yes yeah. yeah just amazing then it becomes that you know another little quote from Katie but I like this what happens in your life happens for you not to you right yeah. you're a victim. and I think that's a really powerful statement as well yes I think when we're children I'm an adult survivor of child abuse when we're children we're victims Sure, yes. I mean, because what else are we going to do, right? We're, yeah. But then at some point in our development, we become more aware, we become more cognitively, you know, fully functioning, and we can say, I don't have to be the product of the exactly. abuse I experienced. Yes. Yeah. Right. And I think those are our great challenges as humans. It is. It's, I mean, and these two, you know, the experience of moving through and understanding what happened and past it, really, or like even appreciating some pieces of just, you think I can never appreciate that. Just the amazing, you know, and you're not doing, that's the main thing is you're not doing it as an effort to try to be positive. You actually genuinely see. I mean, so oh, yeah. Yeah. when my former husband said, I want a divorce, and I was just shocked. Um, I had to launch my own business, you know, and I felt forced and was done, and I can't do it, and that, but I had to do my own mindset questioning about being a viable, you know, some expert, and um, that it wouldn't have happened without that. I mean, I was being supported by him financially. Right. And, uh, it just wouldn't have happened without that. So I wouldn't be where I am today. So I feel actually grateful for him. And he knows it. He lives nearby and it's very sweet. 
and, and, and that's great. And I think in looking at that, and people listening are like, what are you, crazy? I think the issue here is, and this is Wayne Dyer also talked about this too, uh, God bless him, but it was, do you want to feel good or do you want to feel bad? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it was that simple at, yeah. at one point in, in uh, his, some of his presentations. Do you want to feel good? If you want to feel good, then why do you continue to talk this way, think this way? Because that's having you feel bad, which you're saying you don't want. So we do make ourselves crazy in many ways. I know. It's so funny, that mind. So let's talk about some of these issues. I gave the one business example of I can't speak in front of large groups. Is there anything that you can think of that, from a business standpoint or a business achievement standpoint, that you've seen people really, really struggle with and not be able to use the work to get past? Yeah, um, boy. Once a year, I do a money course, and I and lots of people that are in business or you know responsible for their yeah. own are in that class. And boy, you sit, you know, to be able to sit and identify your most horrifying thoughts about money and that it's not going to be there for you and you can't do it. And you're, I mean, it, I, I actually you can have people go through the most worst case scenario. They've either sometimes they've experienced it already. Sometimes they're just anticipating. You know, you hear from somebody else. And you're like, I don't want that to happen to me. So everything's running on fear, you know, working 15 hours a day or, I, you know, or just, um, yeah, really stressful situations, really difficult situations. And um, the thing I always encourage everybody to do is start from the beginning, which is just take one. You know, your mind can be overwhelmed with all the possibilities of your terrible disaster. Where, um, and you can just take one either something you've experienced already, something you feel, you know, really challenged by and, um, and investigate it and see, yeah. first write down your thoughts and see what they are about that situation. There's even guidance for how to do that, that worksheet, the judge your neighbor worksheet, how to get these on paper and then one at a time, take them through inquiry. But people are terrified about money and what it means. It usually is like, it means security. It means I'm deserving. I'm doing the right thing. Um, I don't have to worry ultimately about strangely uh, dying. You know, having a I have shelter, clothing. You know, these basics. I have taking care of this body um, and enjoy. The more money I have, the more joy or relaxation or pleasure I'll have. Fantastic to question: Is that actually true? You know, could I? I mean, just, just to let it be what it is and slowly moving your way or, or quickly or whatever's going on with money, letting money do what it does. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of baggage. I think that's a great one. There's a lot of baggage with, with money and a lot of beliefs. And, yeah, I think when you really do question them, where did it come from? I wasn't born with beliefs about money. So they must have come somewhere and they must have somehow gotten attached to me through my progress in aging and the groups that I belong in, starting with my family of origin. Yes. Best place to take so, a look for stressful beliefs, family of origin. Open the closet. Stick in there. there. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. remembering those moments, remembering what happened writing them down. So now let's talk about the, the work and the work that you do. You have embraced this, obviously, 
it yeah. did not just help you to build your practice. And really what I think if we were going to simplify this, in a nutshell, it gave you courage and confidence to start putting yourself out there, raising your rates, asking people to work with you, inviting yeah. people in, right? So that's it. We're simplifying this in a big way. Yeah. So now you've, you've embraced this. It, it, it did this tremendous uh, stuff for you, helped you achieve. What, yeah. How do you do this work with other people? Do you focus on, do you work just with business people? Do you work with, because I, I, I think you do some work around emotional eating. Is that right? I do, yes. Um, so, you know, all of the above as far as anything that can stress you out, anything you feel particularly frightened of, this is the entry point for the work. And people come with all kinds of situations. Um, my, when I'm, my, it's funny, I had been doing the work for a while, working with people, and I would occasionally bring up that I had an eating disorder, even hospitalized, dec a decade oh. of pure torture, um, bulimia, anorexia for a couple years. Um, and it was almost like that was sort of on the back burner a little bit. I wasn't mm -hmm. really, I almost didn't want to work with people because I felt, I just felt, um, not really adequate or ready or wanting to really sit with them in a deep way. Yep. You know, this, I remembering that experience and then something happened and that opened up and I just began to use the work and all those mindset and emotional eating and emotional experience and the self-criticism and working with people. And I loved it more and more and more. And then it became a retreat and it became an online program, the eating peace process. And, um, uh, and I love it. So I even had this like se separate mailing list and weekly videos that are on just okay. eating, eating peace, eating peace, I call it. So it's just such a huge thing. It's like a symptom. You know, so people have it in all different ways and it's like a little snapshot. I have it tattooed on my forehead. Just, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. There's something that you said that I made a note of when, when you said it. So I wanted to capture it and you were telling yourself that you weren't ready. Yes. And I'll be honest with you, right here, sister. Um, <laughs> I, I was, had not faced my own demons um, around my history of abuse. Mm. And it was really blocking me. And as I started to really tune in to what, you know, what I was saying to myself and what I was doing to myself, and the behaviors then that would get played out because of, you know, what I was driving around. I started to recognize, I wonder if that person is going through something similar because the behavior, you know, everything just looks awfully similar. So I started to tell those clients who I had worked closest with and who I really felt like maybe there's something in you that needs to come out. Uh -huh. And I said, listen, I just want you to know this is what I'm, I've been dealing with. This is what I've been experiencing wow. for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. Is, and I had people say, me too. Oh, so great. I think that, again, we're judging ourselves. Sorry, I'm getting choked up. We're judging ourselves as being unworthy. But... I think part of the sense making of these negative experiences is what if you were given 
this set of trials specifically because you could then become the person who helps other people. Isn't that amazing? And I think when, we, when we're able to reflect on, and I'm, you know, again, I don't want to minimize anything because there's some really horrible crap out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awful, evil people. But what if, just sit with that, what if, again, your biggest, what you see is your biggest awful thing, Yeah. what if that's really your, your biggest gift? Isn't that amazing? That's a turnaround right there. Right. I think is awful that I, I want to hide and make sure I, it never comes out and learn how to control or whatever. Right, because we, we have to paint this impression, right, that we're hyper successful. Yeah. That we've got it all together. I don't know who made up that rule, but we've got it all together. We know everything. Yeah. But in reality, nobody wants diet tips from Kate yeah. Moss. Yeah, yeah. Right? Who do we want diet tips from? Marie Osmond, Jennifer Hudson, the people who've struggled, right? That's because yeah. we want to know they're like us. So yeah. I think, you know, I've been thinking a lot about the, the your make your mess your message kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that more people really want to hear that, man, it was bad. Yeah, yeah. And I lived. And I lived, right. Yeah. I mean, there's, what an amazing thing. Like, I thought... You know, I felt suicidal. I thought I couldn't make it. I thought I wasn't possible. I thought that when what, something that happens to me, you know, I experience something very difficult, right. traumatic, it means I'm worthy of that thing happening. The mind goes that so fast. It means I'm worthy of that. And um, just all those things can be taken to inquiry and questioned. It's incredible. Yeah. And I mean, it is. That's a turnaround. You know, this thing that I thought was the worst that could happen be the best that could happen that's pretty radical but a gift like you said a gift. right and even if you just sit with that okay well what if the worst was the best yeah and again who would I be if I embraced that the worst was the best yes and it doesn't mean you're you're saying I condone what happened absolutely not it's not it's for your own sake you know I really Sometimes people get, you know, a little bit disturbed by that. What do you mean? It's just, it's sitting for your own. And one thing that's fabulous to notice is the thing is over. You just are, you know, you're sorting out how to work with this incredible mind that can remember things, you know, um, and you're just sorting out how to work with it in your own self and resolve and come right. to peace with it. Right. So, yeah. And again, Dr. Dyers, do you want to feel good? Or do you want to feel bad? Yeah. And again, without minimizing what you went through. So, yeah. Grace, I could go on for days with you because I just love you so much. And I love, I love the work. And I love the work that you're doing. So let's tell folks, what's the best way to connect with you? And you definitely want to get her grace notes and, and all that. So tell folks how they can get in touch with you and yeah. connect with you. Yes. Well, so my website is workwithgrace.com. Workwithgrace.com. And uh, boy, I sure do a lot of stuff. And when you go on there, the, probably the best way to just as an intro is to sign up for Grace Notes. They're just free, and I actually share either client situations completely changed, names and dates and places are changed, and no one's identified, 
or um or my own process you know my own thinking and doing the work and um very fun and i will you know i just i teach eight week teleclasses on certain topics like i mentioned like money Great. I do the eating peace process it's a more in-depth program i do a year of inquiry where people uh, gather together like sort of like a mastermind but it's true mastermind right you know <laughs> for, for the whole year and um, this coming week as a matter of fact on Friday morning I have a the first of a series of a master class on barriers to doing the work and I love doing that I, 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 I offer it through the summer and um, just okay. having people get ready for you know year of inquiry that's coming up and and for people who missed that launch date is that something that you do every summer or is there yeah. so how can somebody who missed the date then yes i do it every i that happens every summer summer camp for the mind happens every summer it's like right. a, it's a donation based immersion in the work where there's just a daily call in all different time zones and people jump on from all over the world and i just guide them through the work Very oh simple. how fun super fun summer camp for the mind i guess I it's not that. fun when you're actually going through but really it is fun when you're done it really is fun when you're done yeah 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 and when you get a little bit of that like oh i could if you know i could i could question my thinking and yeah my experience would change Yes. Just yes. Incredible. Yeah. 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 It, it is incredible. It really is. And and you can truly take charge of your life, I think, when you take charge of your thoughts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing thing. Grace, it's been just a joy to talk with you and to help other people discover the work. Um, and of course, we'll have links to Grace's site and some of these great free resources that Grace mentioned that are available through Byron Katie's site. And you can download these worksheets and start working through them yourself. Yeah. But you may very well reach the point where you do need help. So I would encourage you to reach out to Grace. So thank you very much for your time. You're so welcome. Thank you. Okay. I hope you found that helpful. I first began confronting my thoughts in my early 20s and you now early to mid 20s. And over time, that ability to do that has allowed me to break through the obstacles and the, you know, the problems that were facing me and over the years. And I don't want to say that, you know, this is fast, it's easy, that you do it once and you never have to do it again. That's not what I'm gonna what I'm gonna tell you. It and I'm not even promising that you'll have the same result. Okay, so this is not a uh, a I swear this is gonna be just waving your magic wand here. Emotional work though can be challenging and exhausting, but I can tell you for sure that for me the results have always been worth it. So success, however each of us defines that, grows from within us. It's not outside of us to get. Now that doesn't mean that, you know, you have every answer and you don't need to learn specific skills, but it does mean that you know more than you think you do and that it's probably time to take back your power from the gurus or anyone else you've given it to. If you like this episode, I hope you'll share it with your community, share it with others that you think would benefit from it. 
And when you join my community at winnieanderson.com, you'll receive future episodes when they come out, and they'll get delivered right to your inbox. You'll also receive information, resources, tools, tips, and strategies to help you break free from the fear, doubt, and disempowering thoughts and disempowering patterns that we tend to cultivate and break through to achieve the success that you dream of and deserve. So your reflection exercise. Think about something that you want really, really badly. It might be more clients. It might be better clients. Maybe it's to charge you know, more what you really think that your work is worth. And I want you to identify what you're telling yourself about that thing. For example, if you've been struggling to get clients, maybe you've been telling yourself that no one will work with you, that no one is willing to pay what you're charging. I want you to really think of all the things that you want that you haven't been able to achieve or create. And then make some notes about what you're telling yourself around those things. Okay, your action step is to write all these thoughts down. Identify exactly what it is you've been telling yourself and then go through the work at thework.com and you can download resources and handouts that will guide you through the process. Now, this isn't just a one action step sort of thing. This is really something that you're going to be turning back to every time you feel stuck, every time you hear yourself saying, I can't, I won't, or some other kind of negative statement that you tell yourself. And you want to do this whenever negative thoughts cause you unhappiness or upset you. I can tell you that whenever I have done, you know, while I haven't really done the work, whenever I've done this kind of process where I've, I've tuned into my thoughts and how I was feeling and what I was doing to contribute to the unhappiness that I had, I was able to break through and move forward. This continuous awareness of my thoughts, my beliefs, and how they keep me from creating the happiness and success I dream of has helped me to have the massive breakthroughs that I've enjoyed and that have helped me get on the path to create the success that I want and the success that I know I deserve. And don't think you have to be at rock bottom to benefit from this. Every time we try to up-level our businesses and ourselves, we come face-to-face -face with new thoughts that we didn't realize we had, new obstacles that we've put in our way, or old beliefs that have just kind of twisted themselves around and resurfaced back here. So my wish for you is that you have the sort of clarity and breakthrough that you deserve that is going to help you create the success that you want. You're capable of so much more than you think you are, and you deserve the abundant life you dream of. Now, if you're interested in learning about the Entrepreneur Achievers Club and how you can become part of a like-minded community of solopreneurs looking to grow their businesses and actively working to achieve their goals, then visit winnieanderson.com slash achievers to learn more. Thanks, and I'll see you in a new episode soon.